0: This is October 31st, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Every neighborhood has a heartbeat, a place that represents the cultural effort center of the area at its core. In Boston's historic North End, that place is Boston Barber and Tattoo Company. Boston Barber and Tattoo Company has become home to A list Boston celebrities like Gordon Haywood, Milan Lucic, Brad Marshall, Kelly. Aaron Baines. Boston Barber and Tattoo is more than just Boston's most well-known corner barbershop. It's also a tourist attraction for hundreds of thousands of people that visit the North End throughout the year. Boston Barber and Tattoo, a North End landmark that represents the cultural epicenter of the area at its core, located at 113 Salem Street in Boston. Ah, and welcome to another Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media. I'm your host Jimmy Murphy, and it is our Halloween episode, so we might try to bring in a few spooky elements to the show, but uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna get spooky just yet. We're gonna bring in a, the opposite of spooky, and that's uh, our old friend Sarah Sivian, who now covers the Carolina Hurricanes for the Athletic, but of course she was here the last couple of years in Boston uh, after being in Pittsburgh. Uh, She was here covering the Bruins for a variety of publications, and she joins me now. Sarah, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm good. I was going to joke that my face is pretty spooky, so um, you kind of ruined that, but that's okay. Other than that, I'm doing great. Excited for the game to start. How about you?
0: I'm good, good. And of course, uh, by the time our listeners listen to this, the Carolina Hurricanes and Boston Bruins will have played on Tuesday night in Carolina. And we'll, we'll get to kind of the compare and contrast between those teams in a bit, but I uh, just wanna talk about you and then first of all, let, let, let's talk a little Halloween quickly. What what's your favorite Halloween song? Sorry. Can it, can you get one off the topic? Oh of you? god.
1: I like um The Nightmare Before Christmas. This is Halloween. Well, it's probably so
0: bad, Okay. The yeah, night Halloween, the night before Christmas. All right. Uh We'll have to mark that down, and our, uh, our crack producer, Evan Marinovsky, will have to put that in there somewhere. Oh, uh, what a guy. Yep, yep. And I don't, hmm, what would I go with? Uh, I mean, I'm, th- I'm thinking, um, Nightmare on My Street by uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince way back. I'm showing my age of course there. I'm sure you probably never heard of it. No, you
1: can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with DJ Jazzy
0: Jeff. All right, all right. So maybe we'll uh, we'll close we'll close it out with uh, one of those here, Evan. If you get that, you you choose which one. Um, And then now, uh, Sarah, are you going to be dressing up at all for Halloween this year, or just no time in your hands to deal with that?
1: No, this is the first year of my life. I love Halloween. It's probably my favorite holiday. I'm a very spooky individual. But this is the first year of my life that I've been so busy and I'm so happy about that that I haven't even thought about it. Like last weekend, I guess people were dressing up in costumes and I was like, oh, damn, I didn't even, I like just fell asleep. I, I am so busy, but I... And happy and grateful for that. Like, it must take a job I really love to get me to forget
0: about Halloween. So. That is good. That's good. Yeah. I'm actually, I just picked up a uh, uh, Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles costume uh, for Halloween. Fun. I I. You know what? It's, it's pathetic. I don't even know. I, I, I'm of the belief it's Michelangelo. But we will see. That's shameful. <laughs> my, my daughter requested it. I am not. I was never a big fan of them. Well, I was, but I, it's been a while since I kind of thought about them. But she requested it. So that's what I'll be wearing when I uh, go trick-or-treating with her on Halloween. So, If you wear contact lenses and find yourself dreading that annual appointment to renew your prescription, then you're going to love Simple Contacts. It's a great new company that makes this annoying process very well simple. Simple Contacts lets you renew your expired contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from your phone or computer in minutes. Simple Contacts brings the doctor's office to wherever you are, whenever you need it. You can take the Simple Contacts vision test online in five minutes, a real doctor reviews it and renews your prescription. You save time, you save money, and you save yourself a headache. And if you have an unexpired prescription, just upload a photo of it or your doctor's info and order your lenses in minutes for a great price. They do all the hard work for you. This is Vision Care for the 21st century. Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses, and their prices are unbeatable. The prescription is just $20. Compare that with an annual appointment, which can be up to $200 without insurance, and they have some of the best prices on contacts, and shipping is free. Best of all, my listeners will get $20 off their first Simple Contacts order. To save $20 on your lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com slash or enter the code Bruins Beat at checkout. I want to mention that this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. You still need those occasionally, but it is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. Again, check out Simple Contacts and get $20 off by going to simplecontacts.com slash Bruins Beat or just enter the code Bruins Beat at checkout. Give it a try and thank me later. Hey Boston sports fans, do you want to get killer seats to see your favorite team for the price of beer or or a large pizza, well, go to 1in100.com. That's 1in100.com. Feeling lucky? Try it out now. The cost to potentially score tickets with 1in100 is a small fraction of the actual ticket price. You can score a pair of tickets for less than the actual cost of a beer. Your first raffle ticket is free after signing up, and the experience of using 1in100.com, which is extremely fun and exciting, is that you get to pick your lucky number, to the feeling of potentially scoring premium tickets. So feeling lucky? Go to 1in100.com right now. That's 1in100.com. The Carolina Hurricanes uh, right now have to be ahead of the pack in that, of course, one of the biggest talks of the season. I mean, besides the fact that they're, you know, as we speak in second place in the, in the Metro Division behind Pittsburgh, and, and mm-hmm. besides the fact they've had a wonderful start, uh, it, it's obviously their post game celebrations, and you've got the – you know like first of all do they have a name for the celebration where they they line up and then they all race to the end boards together and and back or is is it kind of a no-name celebration at this point
1: kind of a no-name thing uh somebody was calling it something but I don't think that took off um I like it just reminds me of the school class but then they always add like they're always changing it like if they win tonight they'll probably do something different they were like jumping into the boards the first time. They were, like, continuing the second time. They do some crazy stuff. I think it's funny because um, Rod Dindemore, the coach, said basically, like, something like that would never fly back in his day. But um, now the NFL is kind of changing and being, like, more, I don't know, like, accepting of people as individuals, and that kind of ties into it. But it's funny because Justin Williams is the person who came up with it, and Rod and Justin – we obviously teammates on the 2006 uh, Hurricanes team that won a cup. So it's just interesting that Justin created it and he's like uh, like diving with his teenage um, teammates. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, you know, of course, uh, I don't know if you saw Brian Burke was on Hockey Night in Canada or somewhere. I don't know if it was Hockey Night in Canada or um, on uh, Hockey Central. And he's just trashing it, you know what I mean? He, he's, he's Mr. No Fun anymore. Oh. He's kind of, uh, of the old school. I get it. He's kind of a curmudgeon, but yeah, he absolutely trashed it. But I, I like it. I think it's good. I think <laughs> it's, it, 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 yeah, it was, you, you mentioned kind of the skull clap there. And I asked, uh, Joaquin Nordstrom what he thought of it because he was in Carolina last year. And of course he's a Bruin this year. Oh, yeah. And, um, and we were trying to figure it out where it came from. And that's what he thought. He said, I think it's from, you know, Iceland and the soccer team a couple of years back in the Euro when they made that run. And, uh, yeah, was, yeah, you know, so it'd be interesting to see where the origin came from and uh, what they got with that. And then, of course, the other thing, which I, I thought was uh, just the, the funniest celebration, was Dougie Hamilton doing the floss dance. I mean, what, what were people <laughs> thinking after that? Yeah, I mean,
1: it's just. It's been a, seems like a tough road for Dougie with all the speculation about like, is he one of the boys? Is he not? Whatever. So that just seems like a nice little thing for him to be like, I'm being myself and everybody loves it. Um, I mean, I'm not big. Fortnite person. But I think that people loved it. And that's the thing with the celebration, too. Like, it doesn't give a damn if me and you like it. Like, the fans love it, and they go crazy, and the players like it. So, they're having fun, and that matters, not me or you or Brian Burke.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Let, let's talk a little bit about Hamilton, though, and you, you referenced their kind of uh, the speculation around him all the time, and what kind of teammate he is. He's already been traded twice. Um, you know, you weren't here when he was here in Boston, but uh, there was a there was a general consensus, it, and I did have some team members confirm it to me that he he just wasn't liked in the dressing room. But the thing was, from what I heard, it wasn't necessarily his fault, and, and I actually felt bad for him because what I had heard was the reason that he sort of became a loner in that dressing room was, you know, this is just coming from people around the team, people that work for the team, was that. His parents used to call Chloe Julien to bitch about playing time. They used to talk to Peter Chiarelli about it and, and say, you know, my son deserves more minutes or why don't you have him on the top power play unit for that game and this game. And, you know, like like this was some youth hockey team. And it, like, wait a minute, it's the NHL here. And, and the team didn't take a liking to it. And the story goes that one time they came into the – this was late in his last season here, which would have been 2000. 14, 15, right? Because he got traded in uh, 2015. Was that you know they came in and Chi- Chiarelli, or I think uh, Sweeney at that time, right? Because Sweeney was a GM. Then. He came in and said, look, yeah. uh, you know, we're uh, we're not in the business of uh, pleasing parents here. So that's how that's how we'll leave it. And everyone kind of got the sense it was him. And so he was just kind of an outcast after that. And I felt, you know. I didn't really know Dougie that well. He did sometimes seem like a, an odd duck, but at the same time, I I felt for him because you know it's, it's not his fault that if he has crazy hockey parents, it, you know he's born into that. There's nothing he can do about it. So I don't think it's fair to sort of persecute him for that. But but then he goes to Calgary, and you know then some other things start trickling out there, and it's like well, you know what's the deal with this guy? But I mean, what's your take? I mean, it appears from from the outside, it appears that the Carolina players have really embraced him and he's become a part of that dressing room in a good way.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, um, before he did that flossing thing, got it, it was funny because it was the whole day. He gets his first goal, he does the flossing thing. But um, before that, Scott Darling gave probably his first interview of the season. He um, was injured and just went down to the AHL for conditioning and had come up. And Dougie was there just kind of like praying, playing a prank on him, like uh, interviewing him with, an umbrella and they were just kind of like giving each other a hard time. Like locker room guys do. And he just, I mean, yeah, he was normally here, totally. I, I think, I don't know what, I'm never going to claim to know what happened about anything, but I do think like you can't just equate the whole situation to him. Maybe what happened in Boston happened in Boston and then Calgary, it's just a different, a way different place. And if he didn't, fit in, even if he didn't do anything wrong, if, he, yeah. if you don't fit into that culture, then like it's so stupid. But maybe you're just out of there. I don't know. But I think it's ridiculous if you trade someone for not really hanging out. But it's one thing to be uh like detrimental. And I, yeah, I mean, obviously he doesn't seem. He seems like the opposite of that here.
0: You know, from being somebody from up north, is that kind of the feel you get down there with that culture, is that it's it's more of a college sports atmosphere?
1: Honestly, yeah, and it's awesome because that's what I, I wanted to go have fun. Like, it, it, sometimes it's up north, like in, I was in Pittsburgh and Boston. It's so damn serious. Like, they're playing a sport. But I, I can appreciate both ways and obviously grew up in the Boston mentality of it all. So, yeah, obviously I'm like, oh, these people – tailgate the games which is the coolest thing ever like you'll walk in and there are people just like chilling on the lawn because it's nice enough out that they can do that and then there's some chance there, kind of like um it would remind me of something that'd be a chance at a Penn State hockey game and it's just a fun atmosphere there might not be every single seat full every single night but it's a really fun atmosphere and I think I mean that's also a product of not making the playoffs in nine years but I think there's enough I around this team, and I think Rod is so well liked in the city. And uh, the new management—it has just a new feel to it in general. I got invited to a tailgate. They were like, "Hey, like you just got here, just come by." think he was like, "The um, they have like a section of student, not student, of um, season ticket members that they uh, they're just like really awesome and passionate." And I was like, "What do you mean, come by?" Like, and they were like, "Oh no, it's like a full-on tailgate," and I didn't get to go because I was so worried about. Doing everything right on my first day but I am sure
0: it was awesome yeah yeah it's good times and that's awesome that they're you know it helps too obviously that they're doing so well in the standings we'll get to them in a second I want to switch back to Boston um and you covered this team last year or the last couple years and you know what's your take so far of what you've seen and read about the Bruins uh in this young season Sarah
1: i mean it's easier now that i'm kind of away from it and removed from it um to talk about this but i think people just like are very overreactive of things that will happen game to game i think everybody just needs to take a step back and realize the team is a winning like a winning record right now key players are injured and it's what game 10 like i i don't think you can get too worked up right now but um I think uh, the goalie situation is interesting, and that's never going to be talked about with any type of <laughs> clarity, but I yeah. think it's interesting, and I, I like um, the second line. I don't know how well they're producing, but I think it's good to um, give that a shot.
0: Yeah, you know, and the goalie thing is obviously the, the biggest hot-button issue here, and as you well, as you learned well here in Boston, I mean, Tukarask is basically never going to get the respect he deserves here, I and mean, it just it is what it is. And now for him to come out and have this rough start to the season. And by the way, it seems like every October he just he's inconsistent. Yeah. You know, it takes a while to get in the groove, but then he's awesome after that. But I mean, it, it, right now we're yeah. in the end of here. getting into you know well, he's not going to start in Carolina. Halak is getting the start, but if Halak wins in Carolina. I mean, Cassidy kind of indicated it, and I've talked to some team sources. They're going to ride him, and, they're like, they're going to go until he hits a slump, and that's not going to do well for Tuca, you know, because, like, he's already, yeah. he's already in the doghouse with the fans and a lot of the media here, and if they all of a sudden just switch to Halak as a full as a out number one, not just, you know, game every other game or maybe two games here and then a game there, if they just go straight through like I'm told they're going to if he continues to excel I, I don't know what this means for Tuka in Boston I mean it's just they, they can't trade him right he's got this monster contract he also has to waive it uh if he want if they want to trade him he's got to waive his no movement clause what do you think of that whole situation from your experience when you were here and I mean how awkward it's become Well yeah awkward is a really good word for it and
1: also I yeah I was watching an interview with Cassidy when he said that he isn't afraid to like make Halak the starter and I that was surprising because I feel like Cassidy is usually pretty firm about you no know, Tuca's number one or whatever so that was like oh like, he's serious about this but I mean I don't think it's a bad thing to have two big goal It's like people I I think it's fine um I mean Tuka... I hope he doesn't get in his head about it. I don't, I don't think he will, but it's not—it's not bad to have that level of competition between your goaltenders. I think they respect each other.
0: So you mentioned the second line there. That's another hot button issue. You know, will they ever get a winner on the line there uh, to go with the and crazy, But just you know, when you were—you were actually here during training camp before you got did the job at the Athletic. Yeah. And, and when you were covering a team during training camp, and you're sort of seeing things develop, and you're. You're seeing some of the new players mixing in. What was your impression of, you know, sort of what you expected this team to be um, in terms of the big picture and where they're headed? They make the second round last year. They lose to, I think anyone will admit, a a better team in Tampa. But where did you see this team going just based on what you saw saw in that short time during training camp? I think we'll make at
1: least the second round again. I think this is a strong hockey team. I think it really depends – Down the stretch, guys like Heinen and DeBrusque um, really stepping up and playing higher to their ceilings as, like, high as they can, which is asking a lot. But it's – and just guys, like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel really bad for David Backus. I hate when he gets injured because, you know, he puts his body in the line, he's not getting any younger, and he's a good guy, and he really, like, tries to give the team a chance when he gets in fights and stuff. But I I hate to see him injured, especially with – Head injuries like that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see. There's a lot of ifs surrounding the team, which is an exciting thing. And I think they should just be excited about the possibilities that could actually happen. I think, I think Heinen's really good. I think Bjork's really good, but I think they, Bruce obviously isn't afraid to mix up the lines. I think just keep doing that and find what works because they think they can end up making it work.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Sweeney handles that and if he can bring somebody in there or they find it internally. Um, You know, switching back to the Hurricane side of things, you you know, you were talking to me off air, and and we just sort of touched on it, you know, how fan-friendly they are and how much more laid back it is. An interesting thing you told me off air is that you you get to travel. The reporters travel with the team, which, you know, hasn't been seen in this neck of the woods since – Probably the early 90s uh, in terms of the – oh, it's just and me.
1: It's just me. I'm I'm the only reporter that travels with the team. Oh, on wow. on the road at all. Like, wow. Yeah, it's just me.
0: So they don't I even know. have – the Observer doesn't <laughs> Um,
1: No. I, I heard that they go to some games, but not all of them. Um,
0: They haven't been on the road yet so far. But that must be – I mean, that must be great, though. I mean, you know, the team's willing to let you guys I – mean, let the media on the plane. I mean – that's not. Oh, it's amazing! I can't. Wait. I'm blown
1: away by think, yeah, it, yeah,
0: it's, it's not I'm normal. Not I
1: think it's by them. them. Yeah, I'm absolutely blown away by how willing they are to work with me to get to the stories that I want to tell, like the one about uh, Slavin's religion today that I wrote, in like Zhenikov's family stuff like that. Uh, they just want to see the team get the respect it deserves, and I'm happy to do that for them. I. I love – I think it works well with me because I'm the type of reporter that isn't really about so – takes other place and they're good, but I'm the type of reporter that likes to kind of dig deep and get to know players, and it's just a perfect stage for that. So I can't thank them enough.
0: Yeah. And that is great that you do that, and I think you're doing a great job at the Athletic. But I wonder, too, what's the – you know, what's it been like in terms of finding that balance where – You know, you still are working for the athletic uh, and not the Hurricanes. So when they do poorly, I mean, do you feel restricted in terms of of reporting that? No.
1: No, I don't feel restricted at all. Um, I'm, you know me, I'm not the type of person to cry. Even when I'm writing for some stupid blog for one person, like I'm never the type of person to overreact about a loss and I do get hyped up about wins. That's just – naturally who I am, so any loss in October, and they are not, any game that they've lost is not, there's been maybe one bad game, and I've been very clear about that. Like, if it was bad, it was bad, but I'm never one to, like, overreact about stuff, so I just, I understand how that could be an issue, but I don't see it
0: as an issue at all. So you're not afraid, though, in terms of if they come out, you know, they go out and they get, let's say, tonight, they go out against the Bruins, and they get skunked 7-0 in front of their home crowd. And it's just an absolute debacle. You're gonna write that. You're like you're not afraid. Oh well, I gotta travel yeah. <laughs> and I gotta face these players on the plane because you're going on a big road trip coming up. You're not afraid that you know it's gonna there's gonna be some backlash if, if, if you report that they stunk.
1: Yeah. No. No. I okay, that that's not what I'm afraid of. There's a few things I am afraid of just because I. It's my first real season on the road, so I don't want to look like do anything that makes me look like an idiot, but it has nothing to do with being scared to report something like that. Like, I've yeah. said a few things uh, already, and I, yeah, that's a valid question. That's something maybe cross that bridge when it comes to it about depending on what, but I
0: don't well, I'm telling see that. a reason One for that. I, I think I don't think the team. Oh no, I know. I don't think they would give you. Based on what I know of that management team right now, I mean, there's been a lot of changes there. But based on, you know, people I know there. I mean, I know Paul Karpalke. He's from the same hometown as me. Uh, I, I got to know him well in the, in the press box when he was uh, an inning, uh, up here in Boston. You know, they're they're going to allow you to do fair reporting. They're going to like look. You can't. You can't. Yeah. They're, no, they've been, been awful awesome so far. But you know. I I think that that's it's an interesting dilemma, right? In in sports, because yeah. I you know I've got a few years in you, and I'm telling you that when I started, it didn't even cross my mind like if if I you know if the Bruins go out right, and they, they get smoked tonight, seven nothing, right? And I and that's what I report, and I say, look, they were they're horrible in this area and they were horrible there, and you know what the heck was uh, Zanino Chara doing out there, and you know so and so doing there. When I started. Back in two thousand two two thousand one two thousand and two like it, it was unheard of if you if you did a, a story like that and you're just telling the truth i mean if i 'm not verbally attacking anyone or insulting anyone i 'm just reporting that they stunk
1: yeah, you would never
0: true. you would never have to worry about that but i, I don 't know if you've found this in the last couple of years. I feel like and obviously I think social media plays a role with this I, I feel like it's just like you you kind of do have to worry, what are they going to say to this? Like, I've had players, not and be like, hey, you know, I'm not going to name who the players were, but it's recent. You know, like, hey, you're pretty hard on me there, right? Eh? I saw what you said on Twitter. I'm like, dude, well, you caught the puck up in the neutral zone twice, and it led to two goals. You know, you look, you looked out of place. You didn't play a good game. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like, if you went and got a hat trick, then I'm going to praise you. And that's an interesting dilemma. I don't know if you found this at all, but I feel like today it's it's an interesting dilemma for the media to have.
1: Yeah, the social media aspect, it's like I think it's so much easier to look at stories and, and maybe even headlines, and you see something about yourself maybe, and you're like, oh, I don't like this guy anymore or something like that. Right, but they never read it,
0: right? They never click on it and then realize, oh, all right, he wasn't that bad, you know?
1: Yeah, but I don't know that. My style is more writing, like, long-form stories. So right. I'm happy that that's something I actually get to do now because I don't work for a radio station where I kind of had to be like, is Zuka good? Is Zuka bad? Like, now I can really be myself and be like, this guy's like journey from
0: Yeah, the mean, to... that radio station that you wrote for cared about hockey, though. But that's a whole other story. Oh, yeah. oh
1: <laughs> yeah. <Hey-o. laughs>
0: Zing. But um,
1: that's a really interesting dilemma for you because you have, like, you're a passionate take type person and it's a shame if you feel like you have to not report stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know. I mean, I I mean, I'm not going to get into it and I can't even hint to what it's about, but I mean, kind of like even as we speak right now, I've been for the last few days, I've been sitting on something really debating whether to report it or not because I'm just worried that, The subject of it is a bit too sensitive, and 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 it might take it the wrong way, you know, and and it could it could pretty much demolish a relationship I have with that subject. So it's it's tough, you know, and you don't want to be in that position. You want to report news. Um, So it's it's interesting the climate we live in today. But I I really, I mean, I I, when you told me that off the air, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. I mean, I, I can. A lot of credit to Carolina. That's great that they they're allowing the media. I know it's only you right now, but the fact that they're even allowing media um, that does have to report, not just their broadcasters, uh, on the yeah. plane is it, it, great. And I think kudos to them. And you know, I want to ask you too, around the league, and I'm not sure if our Boston listeners are aware of it, but you know, Tom Dundon is a rather unique, to put it in a, uh, yeah. way, uh, owner and. Uh, he, you know, he maybe rubbed people a little the wrong way last year, from what I hear. And he, you know, but he learned, and, and he's learned from his mistakes. And he really seems, to be, yeah, he seems to be on the right track with the uh, the climate or the the attitude he's trying to build around that organization, and sort of the different approach he's taken from, say, a Jeremy Jacobs, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know him that. I don't think I've even. Really introduce myself to him yet? Because everything, yeah, I have to. I keep forgetting. i have here for like three months. I've been here yeah, for like two little, three weeks. Yeah. But I think he's always there. Like I always see him at the rink, and I think that's so different than someone like Jeremy Jacobs, obviously. And I like that. Like you got to give him credit for just always being there. I'm not exactly like an expert on the whole relationship with him and everything that happened. I do know one of the players said something a former player I forget but obviously I think they made a lot of the right offseason, off-season moves in terms of morale like Rod being the coaches I can't explain it like and you can tell not that I was here last season but you can just tell that they the respect they have for that guy and it's how can you not respect him after the way he played and the way he played for that team and how he stayed in Raleigh when he probably could have gone a lot of other places and coached and just that guy, like, I, I'll i sit there at practice, after practice, and he's on the ice himself an hour later. And it's like, what are you doing? I think that was the perfect choice for coach for them, obviously. And then I like the moves for GM and um, making Justin Williams captain. I just think that was all the right stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And I remember Don Waddell from way back when he's in USA hockey. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Um but yeah, Dunton's interesting. I mean, and, and I I don't know where I saw this. Game. It might have been in the Athletic from like Pierre pure LeBron or something, but or maybe Scotty Burnside, Um or it might have been somewhere else. I'm not. I sure. I just too. saw it was it was very refreshing to me, of how I really wish I could find where the story was, and if I do, I'll let you know. Um, but he basically. Came out and said, "Look, it was my first year on the job last year, and there was probably a lot more wrong than I did right." And I'm like, "Whoa! I'm like, did did, did an owner just say that? Like, wow! That's yeah, that's what that's
1: the culture here.
0: Yeah, and so the fact that he's he's being open like that and admitting his mistakes, and he he seems to have learned to be be more open to ideas of the people surrounding him, um, you know, and that he's he's always. He almost looked like when he started that he was going to be a little too hands-on in terms of player personnel. But it seems to me from afar, and I don't know what you're you're learning in your short time there, it seems to me from afar that he's he's taken sort of a step back. He's involved, but he's like, look, Donnie, you know, Rick Dudley, Paul Kapalka, these are your decisions. Obviously, I'm going to approve or disapprove but I'm not going to force you into something. And, and I, I think that's great to see right now because, to be quite frank, I don't always see that up here in Boston. You know, I think in the last couple of years it's, it's been good, but there's been times where I feel like maybe, you know, things things came down from above that weren't necessarily do Sweeney, and That's all I'll say. So when that happens, a team is never going to do well, and it, it's refreshing to see. And, like, I, I'm happy for you. It looks like you're, you're kind of – I don't know what the word would be. Um you're you're covering a progressive organization right now. Um, yeah. You know what? It's just
1: the cultures are so different because um I think it's it's perfect for them and they like it's not like they're trying to their goal is to make playoffs, it's obviously more than that, but it's good that in like a team that's struggling in that aspect and has been that they aren't in a market like Boston where they can make mistakes and it's not Seventy-five articles about how much of an idiot that guy is. Like, I think that's really that creates a culture where Tom. Yeah, I maybe I didn't do everything right, or like they'll be able to admit that stuff, and nobody
0: right. is calling for their to firing. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that obviously helps when the, when the heat's not on, and you know maybe the. The meteor's more worried about what the Tar Heels are doing on the hardwood, uh, <laughs> you know, as opposed to uh, what the Hurricanes are doing on the ice. Like, that's a great point by you. Hey, listen, before I let you go, now I don't know, you know, I know you've been in a whirlwind and you, you're still living in a hotel looking for a place to live. Um, but if you haven't been already, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hook up first of all with with my, form, uh, my a former Bruin and my buddy Aaron Ward. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him around at all, but have him take you to the Hibernian, and trust me, like, you'll get true. Okay. Yeah, you have to connect, guys. Yeah, it's a good connection, trust me. And the Hibernian is a really cool Irish pub. Uh, every time I've ever been in Raleigh, I've, I've made it over there. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Hurley's in uh, Montreal. It's just got that authentic feel of maybe an Irish pub in the Northeast. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Being from the Northeast, you're going to appreciate it. It's, it's It's got sort of that distinctive feel like you, you wouldn't expect it to be uh, in the Southies. Uh, so that's a good place. And I can't think of the other ones, Sarah. Um, Sean Rourke used to take me to it. Oh, uh, you have it.
1: to text me. You have to text yeah, me all these I'll, I'll get a hold you of you. Yeah, yeah. But what have you thought about the
0: uh, the pubs and restaurants around there? There's a lot of good good restaurants, eh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There are. I mean, I've obviously been doing barbecue and stuff like the Pit. uh that's so yeah. Delicious and a few other places. Um, I've tried to dabble, but there's just a lot going on. And like, I think once I get an apartment downtown, it'll be easier. But I think it's like a cute little underrated city. Um, I wanted to change the pace, and it's somewhere I've never been. So many different places to explore. Once I have like maybe a little break or something. I don't know if that ever yeah. but I don't care. It's been it's been crazy, though, because I'm, like, somewhere new, and I'll travel to all these new places, too, but um, it's
0: awesome. Yeah, and I imagine, I'm too, because, you know, you're on the road, and you're constantly riding and you're almost like you're exploring all these other places. you be like, wait, I, I'm not getting a chance to explore where I just moved, so like, <laughs> you know, so... It must be tough. But it, it will have. And i got to ask you, I haven't been to a game down there in a while in Raleigh, uh, but I do remember that for a while they had one of the best media meals going. Do they still have the pulled pork at the games? Yes. Oh, yes, God. they
1: do. <laughs> I have Some coaches even go to take that meal, but um, yes, yeah, it's just like...
0: Something they do here, so it's uh something that you'd be asleep by the second period with all the food they give you. But listen <laughs> um I appreciate you taking the time, Sarah. It's always a pleasure and I'm really happy for you. Congratulations again on the new gig with the athletic down there in Carolina and uh look forward to seeing you when you guys come north, all right?
1: Thanks. Thanks so much for having me.
0: All right, that's Sarah Sivian of the Athletics, she covers the Carolina Hurricanes, used to cover the Boston Bruins up here joining us here on the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. We'll talk to you next week. We call home, everyone here to the